Guadalupe Radio presents the Nutcracker Podcast. Fourth Chapter, The Victory. Whenever Maria tried to get up, she felt very, very dizzy, and this continued for a whole week. Therefore, she was obliged to remain in bed. At last, she was allowed to walk, and she was able to play in the big chamber. The best part of all was that Maria found her dear Nutcracker again, who stood on the second shelf watching. She knew now that the Nutcracker could be none other than the young Drosselmeyer of Nuremberg, Godfather's enchanted nephew, and that the skillful watchmaker at the court of Pearlypat was the counselor himself, Godfather Drosselmeyer. Why was it that your uncle did not help you? Why did he not help you? Was it not plain that the prophecy of the astronomer had been fulfilled, and that young Drosselmeyer is prince, and soon to be king of the puppets? Is it not clear that you are the young Prince Drosselmeyer? Maria explained this with such clarity, because she believed that she had seen Nutcracker alive and moving. But everything in the glass case remained lifeless and still. If you are not able to move or to talk to me, dear Nutcracker, Master Prince Drosselmeyer, I know well enough that you understand me, and I know what a good friend I am to you. You may depend upon my help, and I will beg your uncle to bring his skill to your assistance whenever you have need of it. Nutcracker remained still and motionless, but it seemed to Maria... As if a, oh, gentle sigh was breathed in the glass case, so that the panes trembled and a strange, sweet voice rang out like a little bell and said, Maria mine, I will be thine, and thou mine, Maria mine, Maria mine, Maria mine, Maria It was now twilight, and her father, the doctor, with her godfather, the counselor, entered the sitting room. Maria had been very quiet and sat in her little armchair close to her godfather. When they were all silent, she looked up with her large blue eyes and said, I know, dear godfather, that my nutcracker is your nephew, the young Drosselmeyer of Nuremberg, and that he has become a prince. All has turned out exactly so. You know now that he is at war with the son of Lady Mouse Rings, that hateful rat king. Why do you not help him? As she narrated the whole course of the battle, her sister Louise and her mother started laughing out loud, and rudely interrupted her story. What are we going to do with you? (laughs) And Maria felt sad and unheard. She felt small and embarrassed. Where does this child get all this strange stuff in her head? She has a lively imagination. (laughs) They are nothing but dreams caused by her violent fever. That that story is not true. My soldiers are not such cowards. But Godfather Drosselmeyer sat little Maria on his lap 
and in a soft voice said, Oh, dear Maria, you have more power than me or the rest of us. For you, like Pearlypad, are a princess born. For you reign in a beautiful kingdom. I see you and understand you and know that you are very brave. But also know you will suffer much if you take part of the poor misshapen nutcracker. For the Rat King watches him at every hole and corner. I cannot, nor you alone can rescue him. You must be firm and true. Maria's father, the doctor, looked at the godfather and not knowing what he meant by these strange words, he thought that perhaps something was wrong with poor old counselor. Therefore... He took his pulse and said, My dear friend, you have some violent congestion, and I believe a little fever as well. I will immediately prescribe something for you. I somehow feel what the counselor means. <sighs> but, but I can't express it with my own words. One night, Maria was awakened by a strange rattling it sounded as if little stones were being thrown. And then she heard a terrible squeaking and squealing. She was about to call her mother, but her voice failed her. The mice, the mice are coming again. She saw the Rat King work his way out of the hole and sprang upon the little table that stood close to her, saying, Aye, 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 must give me the sugary plums, the gingerbread little thing, or I will bite thy nutcracker, thy nutcracker. He then snapped and grated hideously his teeth. He sprang down again and away through the hole in the wall. Maria was so distressed by this occurrence that she looked very pale in the morning and was unable to say a word. She wanted to tell her mother or her sister Louise of what had happened. But then she thought, No one will believe me, and they will just laugh at me. They will not hear me, nor understand me. What was very clear was that in order to save the nutcracker, she must give up her sugar plums and her gingerbread. So that night, she laid all that she had down before the foot of the glass case. The next morning, her mother said, How strange. Late last night, the mice were all in the sitting room, and they ate all your gingerbread, Maria. So very strange. But the ravenous Rat King did not find the sugar plums exactly to his taste. So he just gnawed them with his sharp little teeth. So they all had to be thrown away. What a waste! Maria did not grieve about her cake and sugar plums because she was delighted to think she had saved the little nutcracker. But the next night, she
she heard the squeaking and squealing close to her ear. She opened her eyes and saw the Rat King was there again, watching her, and his beady red eyes sparkled more dreadfully. You must give me the sugar puppets, chocolate figures, little thing, or I will bite the nutcracker. Thy nutcracker. And again, he sprang down and ran away. Maria was very sad. She went to the glass case gazed with the most sorrowful looks at her beautiful sugar and chocolate figures and with tears in her eyes said, Oh, dear Nutcracker, there is nothing that I would not do to save you, but this is very hard. I will have to sacrifice them all. I will place them down at the foot of the glass case just as I did before with my sugar plums and cake. I will kiss the shepherds and the milk-white lambs and the little red dog made of cherries and chocolate. Oh, dear. I will kiss them goodbye. That cruel rat king is selfish and doesn't care about the sacrifice that they are making to save you. Oh... Well, that's too bad. A mouse or two must have gotten into the glass case, for all your sugar figures, Maria, are bitten in pieces. Her mother said the next morning. Maria could not keep from shedding tears, but she soon smiled again and said to herself, It doesn't matter. The nutcracker is saved. Hmm. I must tell the counselor about this naughty mouse who's destroying all of Maria's sugar toys. The, the baker's cat could be brought for a few days. Huh. So he can jump about the tables and chairs, creating all kinds of mischief, throwing down cups and saucers? Oh, no. Let us not have cats in the night, for I cannot bear them, said Louise, as Fred laughed at his older sister for being such a coward. <laughs> Cats are great. You know, I wish I could walk on the roof of a house as well as a cat. Oh, Fred, do we have a trap? Godfather can make them, for he invented them. So, the counselor brought a very excellent mousetrap and tied the fat that had been toasted on a fine piece of thread and set the trap softly by the glass case. The story of the hard nut Krakatuk came vividly to their minds, and Maria thought of Lady Mouserings and her family. That night, she laid in bed and felt something cold tapping against her arm. It was the hateful Rat King who sat upon her. He squeaked and hissed in her ear. 
wise rat. Wise rat goes not into the house, goes not into the feast, likes chiller things best, will not be caught. Give, give all new dress picture books all the best, or shall have no rest. I will tear and bite, nutcracker at the night. I the following morning, Fred told Maria that the mice had not been caught. Do not cry, dear child, for we will soon get rid of these terrible mice. And if the trap does not work, we shall bring the big fat gray cat that your brother mentioned. As soon as Maria was alone in the sitting room, she stepped to the glass case and said, sobbing to the nutcracker. Oh, my dear, what can I do? For now he wants me to give up all my picture books, even my new beautiful dress. But that hateful rat will ask for more and more, for he's not content with what I have given him. And when I have nothing left to give him, he will at last want me, instead of you, to bite in little pieces. Maria grieved for a while as she felt alone and scared. Suddenly, she noticed a large spot of blood on the nutcracker's neck. Ever since she had realized that her nutcracker was young Drosselmeyer, the counselor's nephew, she no longer carried him in her arms, nor hugged and kissed him as she used to do. But when she saw the spot of blood... She took him carefully from the shelf and held him. She suddenly felt a movement and quickly put him back on the shelf. His little mouth began to twist and move with such great labor, and he said, Ah, dearest, my best, excellent friend, how shall I thank you? No, no picture books, no Christmas dress, no more sacrifices. Get me a sword. A sword, for I... I... And he stopped talking, and his eyes, which had started to express sympathy, became motionless. But Maria felt such joy, for she had now found a way to rescue Nutcracker without any more painful sacrifices. But where could she find a sword? She decided to ask her brother for advice, and they sat alone in the chamber by the glass case. She told him all that had happened to Nutcracker and the Rat King and begged him to give her a little sword. I can easily supply your little fellow with one. Yesterday, I let an old soldier retire with a pension and consequently, he no longer has the need for his fine, sharp sword. So, Maria, he can have it. That night, Maria could scarcely get to sleep as she was anxious and fearful. About midnight, she heard a strange rustling and rattling and slashing in the sitting room. She sprang in her fright out of bed and heard a soft voice. Best, kindest friend, open the door without fear. She opened the door, and there, stood.
stood little Nutcracker with a bloody sword in his right hand and a candle in his left. He bent down on one knee and said, My lady and best friend, you alone filled me with courage and strength. The treacherous, selfish Rat King is gone, and I am devoted to your service. Here are the seven crowns of the Rat King. Best, kindest friend, I would like to show you beautiful things. Please follow me for a few steps. I will go with you, Nutcracker, but it must not be too far nor for too long, as I haven't slept all night, and I am very, very tired. And Nutcracker went onward, and Maria followed him. End of the fourth chapter. The Nutcracker Podcast is an original production by Guadalupe Radio. Based on E.T.A. Hoffman's story and Tchaikovsky's suite. With special performances by Ari Dario, Seamus Deaver, Erika Ortega, Sal Lopez, Efraín Figueroa, Cynthia Dane, Andres Londono, and Denise Blasor. Graphic designer, Marta Naranjo. Recordings, Rafael Valdez and Gerardo Nevares. Editing by Juan Matos. Original music, Laurent Akem. Script, production, and direction, Denise Blasor. Executive Producer and Director, René Heredia. The Nutcracker.LA. All rights reserved.